Welcome to your journey to greatness through routine, a podcast designed to help you build a success routine. My name is Michelle Steffes, and I'm author of the book, and I'm excited to come to you today with more insights and ideas to accomplish your success routine, because it's not the big things we do, but the little things we do every day that make the biggest difference. So let's get on with the podcast. days ago, we started a brand new series on establishing a work-life balance, and I hope you've been following us from the beginning. Uh, We've already shared a lot of really great groundwork on this, but we left off yesterday talking about the importance of of kind of auditing your activity for about a week to decide where the areas of fallacy might be. So the areas where you're not prioritizing, areas where you're spending time on things that are not important to you. And we even encourage you and challenge you to do a prioritize your life um, assignment, which I did include in the podcast description yesterday. You can go through and and, uh, fill that out. And that way you'll kind of determine, you know, what's going to be most important to you as far as what you want to accomplish on a day-to-day to establish a comfortable work-life balance. And the fact of the matter is, is if you don't make a plan, a solid plan with your personal and professional life, you will never establish that work-life balance. Just like we need a business plan. It's the same thing with our personal lives and, you know, managing the two of them um, in a busy lifestyle that we all leave today. So um, so I want to move into some helping with you some efficiencies in that area. And then we're going to talk about some areas where we can us have ways to reduce our stress with some science-backed specific tips for you. And hopefully I can get through some of that today as well. So on efficiencies, I'm going to use three Ds just to help you remember it. So delegate, distraction, and dedicate. Those are the three Ds. So first we'll start with delegate. Um, A lot of us have things that we need to do both personally and professionally that we don't necessarily have to do ourselves. We just want to, or maybe we're just used to doing it ourselves. And so we've gotten ourselves locked into a habit of doing them and thinking even in our own mindsets that we're the only ones that can do it right. We're the only ones that we can, that can do it the way that we're supposed to do it. When in fact, if you really take a closer look at it and you're a little bit more open about it, you'll find that there are many, many things on your list that you could delegate out. And I work with a lot of executives on this, and this is probably one of their biggest, biggest downfalls. And um, so what I tell them is, look, you know, when you delegate out something that that you find valuable doing, then chances are that the worker that you delegate it out to will also feel valuable by doing it. In other words, you'll expand their boundaries. You'll give them an opportunity to stretch and grow, and they'll feel honored to be able to take on that responsibility. Now, there's one caveat Make sure you don't just shove it on them. (laughs) Not that you would necessarily, but, but you know what you want to um, ask them, Hey, you know, um, I got this job and I I thought of you, I think you'd be really fantastic for it. I just wondered what you thought about taking it on. Would you be interested? And if you get an enthusiastic answer, then, well, that's kind of obvious. This is a good choice, right? It's a good move. And then, of course, once you delegate it to them, you have to give them a lot of autonomy. In other words, they may not do it exactly the way that you did it, but as long as they're they're producing the same results, it's okay. You need to let go of it. This will enable you to have more time to work on the things that are important to you. It's also true in your personal life. So if you have certain things that you're doing right now that you feel it might 
and maybe one of your kids can take it on. Say, for example, you know, you've got a, a daughter that's 11 or, or maybe 10. You know, maybe she'd love to take on the laundry. You know, maybe she'd love to take on. I, I don't know the personalities of your kids. So I'm not pretending that I do. So you might be chuckling going, ha, 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 my daughter. <laughs> but but the, but think about it carefully and decide, you know, you know, maybe Johnny would be good at, you know, managing the, the car maintenance or whatever. Just think about what areas you might be able to delegate and not only impart to them a sense of value and do it in a way that they would feel valuable, possibly even offer a reward, but being able to take it off your plate and give them that responsibility. So this is going to require a little bit of thinking, a little creativity, kind of thinking about who you have in your world and who might be good at what and how you're going to convey that onto them in such a way that they feel empowered and not forced into doing something or coerced into doing it. So that's delegation. The next one is distractions. And we've talked about this one before. Oh my goodness, we have so many distractions in our lives that are keeping us from accomplishing what we need to do. So go ahead and just sit down and make a list of 10 distractions, all right? And I guarantee you what's going to be on that list is text messaging, emailing, social media, television, video games, um, all these things that we allow to interrupt our world. And then decide firmly. Look, I'm not going to let these things rule me anymore. I'm going to rule them. Shut off the notifications. Create a distract-free zone and create those time blocks where you're not going to check those things until you say it's okay. So making sure you're managing all the possible distractions. Clutter is a distraction. So if you have a messy desk or a messy area, get it organized. Get it in a systematic way that you feel you can find things quickly and you feel you can concentrate. Now, this list really could go on and on as far as distractions go. Um, You know, and some of the things that if you have little children is to have a special little box. It has some craft, artsy, crafty items or, you know, maybe some special things that they only get to play with when you are working. Okay, now this is for those of you that work from home or have the opportunity to work from home and you have little children, you know, then that's the special box. For my kids when they were little, I had a big bin and we went to a secondhand store and picked up a lot of things for dress up. So when mom was working, you know, and I did have a business that I could work from home, I went ahead and had, you know, uh, this dress up box that they got to play with only when I was busy. So, you know, those are just a couple of ideas. I have more to share tomorrow. Uh, We have run out of time. So I want to thank you for joining us on your journey to greatness through routine. We will have more for you tomorrow as we continue with the three Ds and then move into some science-backed ways to reduce stress in your work. Crazy work-life balance. (laughs) So again, thank you for joining and have a fantastic day.